Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to After Dark with Sean Cornelius. I am your host, the romantic funny man, Sean Cornelius, sitting in on another night. Welcome. Welcome to After Dark with Sean Cornelius. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I know there's a lot of folks out there that are following and watching the show. want to say what's up to my right and my left hand, producer Smoke and program director Denise DiGiorgio Cooney. Got a great, great show tonight. Want to welcome everybody. This is going to be fantastically fun. Um, it'll probably be a little bit out of control, but uh, I can handle it. I can definitely handle it. I took a nap. No, I didn't take a nap. So that's why I'm wired up so I can match, so I can match the energy of my guest tonight. But before I do that, again, I want to thank everybody that watches out there on uh, Broxnet Channel 68 on Optimum 2134. And I appreciate you so much. And also you guys that watch on the streaming network out there at DH1 TV. Um, this has been great. It's, it's been, it's going to continue to get great. I have some greater. I have some more fantastic hot guests coming to sit down with me and talk about their uh, careers and life and love. So this has been a wonderful experience. You know, I just want to thank all of the powers that be that have allowed me to do this and all of the people that have come before my guest tonight and blessed me with their time and their talents, you know, so we're going to continue to do this and, uh, it's going to be awesome. So, you know, basically, let's go ahead and jump in. Two minutes after the hour into my introduction. So let me tell you about my guest tonight. Um, she's fantastic. She's a co-host with me on Enough is Enough SC 2020. Very opinionated. Nine times out of ten, her opinions are cool. But, you know, there's that one time that I always got to pull her back or mute her. If you're not, if you've not seen the show, if you've seen the show, you're familiar with her. She's a very talented comedian, very funny, high energy. And I'm sure she's going to do and be just that tonight. Uh, so you guys, please welcome to the show. <laughs> I can see her back there smiling, just ready to come through the screen. Onika McClain, comedian Onika McClain. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> Unmute yourself. See how you start the show off? Look, and I'm, I'm talking about it. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Yeah. Oh, you guys, my bra strap show. It's nighttime, but we don't need all of that. It's not that kind of show. Yeah, but show the, show, show the bra strap in the second half. Not right now. Okay, sir. All right. What's going on, Don? How you doing? I'm wonderful. How you doing, Sean? Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, this was a long time coming. I told you we were gonna make we was gonna make this happen. So thank you for taking the time out to be here. Thank you for having me. I I um have been watching you grow your brand and I'm totally happy for that and I am proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We 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 have to continue to to push each other and motivate and insp inspire each other. So uh thank you so much for <laughs> when I see you doing your thing um, from the good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to the mm -hmm. whole people, to all of the characters that you're bringing to the table. Um, mm -hmm. So congratulations and continued blessings to you. But before we get into, you know, all that other stuff, let, let's let the people, because I know you, it's a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. We met at LOL. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is this loud? Where's all this noise coming from? That was my first. Yeah, because I was in the back. I was mm -hmm. in the green room. And I, you know, you could hear through the walls. This was before I met you. And then I went out there and saw you act. We met each other. And since then, it's been fantastic. Chocolate is chocolate, is chocolate and it's fantastic. Black on black crime. <laughs> you go. If you want to change it up, change up the definition. Correct. So tell the folks, though, so, uh, a little bit of your start, Onika. Where are you from? And then we'll go into all of the career stuff. Okay, cool. 
I am Onika McLean. I am from East New York, Brooklyn. Uh, my family is from North Carolina. Uh, I am a legal professional. I'm a mom of two. Um, what else is going on with me? Oh, now, now y'all can see my lipstick is all messed up. You know, I had to bring the close up in. I had to do it. You know it was coming. You got the salad at your teeth. Oh, oh, I'm a comedian. Uh, I'm a host of uh, Enough is Enough, SC 2020. And um, I'm an actress. Yeah, I'm an actress also. All right, so, wait, so, okay, so let's talk about the North Carolina thing because I went to school in North Carolina. What mm -hmm. part of North Carolina are, are you from or your family? Uh, my family's from Rayford. So Rayford. It's 20 miles outside of Fayetteville or Fort Bragg, you know, that arm is like a little army town. From, mm -hmm. So that's where my dad is from. That's where my mom's from. That's where I was born. And then, you know, my mom left my dad and then we moved to East New York to the projects. That was a good idea. And then... <laughs> And we figured that, and we figured that out, you know. So I was raised by a single mom. I have um, two siblings um, with my mother, and then a whole plethora with my dad. Like my father is the father of our country, probably. And um, what's it? You throw your mom and dad. You throw your people under the bus. Like uh, I want them to watch the show and support. That's kind of funny you say that because me and your mom, I thought we, me and you are cool, but me and your mom ain't really. Yeah, I don't like you. She don't like me too much. <laughs> Because you always mute her daughter. She said that you a male chauvinist pig. <laughs> he's not though, Ma. He's just saying. It's like once we start doing something, we gotta kind of like continue. Yeah, she she doesn't have a concept of her daughter at all because you know if she knows her daughter, she knows her daughter's all fire cracking, always starting mess. So somebody has to control that scenario, but that that's all right. Oh, you got to have the ones who love you and the ones that don't love you. But so you came up, uh, you were up here in Brooklyn, um, mm -hmm. and I know you as an entertainer, and you said you're in the business world as well. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do that first. What what are you doing in the business? Because uh, you are definitely, you might be a little bit Jamaican because you got uh, 50 million things going on, sister. So tell them what you got going on in the business world. No, I'm kind of single. So, you know, when you're single, you talk a lot of junk. Nobody's going to pay for my stuff, so I got to pay it myself. So that's why I got to get, like, two jobs. I got a job for me and my side dude if I had one, and then and my husband if I had one. So I got three jobs so I can talk crap and still be all right. That's, that's what I'm doing. Okay, and what are your jobs? What are your other jobs that you do? Okay, so I, I manage a law office, and... Um, uh, I've been doing that for like 20 something years. So what I do is I'm like legal counsel for attorneys. And so I've been doing that forever. And then um, and my, my kids still live here. So I'm, I'm doing that and I manage some of their careers. Mm. Okay. And then I'm doing my, my comedy, which, yes. is, which is getting way bigger because of the COVID. Because the people that sat down and like, I'm gonna just do it from Zoom. They're like, you don't care about your health? Mm-mm. <laughs> No, I, I I know, man. I was gonna get to the pandemic stuff. Like I, I well, I, I actually did one show for you that you were producing mm -hmm. down at the lower half of Brooklyn. That's why I think I met your the one daughter, yeah. who's, who's the rapper. rapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a rapper, very talented. And then, right, you um, I know you got your day stuff, and mm -hmm. here. Let's, before we get to the pandemic stuff, because things were going pretty well for you before the pandemic. You know, mm -hmm. you're bouncing around, being able to do your day job at nighttime, and you were traveling. Name mm -hmm. was getting out. There. Do you think your name is out there more now because of the pandemic, or it was it was better before? 
I feel like it's getting out there because of the pandemic, because people are sitting down. I feel like I was I was gaining some traction, but I often think that uh, being that we was at this, the, that comedy club that, that we were at, it was taking up a lot of my um, time mm-hmm. and, and the reward wasn't like incrementally growing. I was getting stronger as a comedian, but not visibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, you know, these comedy clubs—they are what they are. And you should have been—you should have been doing more. You started to pick up some speed in the club because that I was a regular at, and you became a regular. And it's just—it's the game. It's—you know—we're going to talk about that too because it's like the mentality of the club owners towards women comedians was terrible. You know, when you got strong female comedians, and I can—I can vouch for quite a few that have went through that door. And you wasn't getting spots. It's not. It's not making your club better. How how do you deal with that? Does that motivate you to get out there and do your own thing? Right. So it motivates you to do your own thing, but it's hard producing and still mm-hmm. working and still trying to be funny because I feel like the production uh, takes away from the funny because now you got two hats on. One is the comedian and the artist, and then the other other is the business person, and it kind of like takes away. And so I was doing a monthly show, but people kept telling me I should be doing it more often. But I was like, uh, duh, I work a whole nine to five, like nine to nine. So I don't know. I was just, you only have 24 hours a day. So I said, I'm just trying to figure it out. And I, what my hope was is to get into other clubs so I can be on a more of a rotation. But what I was finding is um, people were booking me out of town. Mm-hmm. So that was good. You know, so I think that social media has a lot to do with it. If you have to keep a social media presence going because people be like, who's that girl always smiling? Who's that girl always happy? Eventually, you know, somebody will give you a little shot. But the money in the clubs also is like you ask the dude, well, how much he pay you? He's like, and then you're like, well, why are you paying me the same thing? Like, what is that about? And you're female. Yeah. And that's been going down since the beginning. So it's nothing new. You know, mm-hmm. some females have changed the game a little bit, but it's harder like it is for black comedians to get through, mm-hmm. you know, female. And then you're a female, you're a black female comic. So you and gotta, and dark skin. Like, yeah, know. yeah. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to load all that on you. I just wanted to do a couple. <laughs> I got alopecia right here. <laughs> and let me ask you about your energy, because one of the things that I know you for is having in a positive way, because I've seen a lot of your sets, your work. It's very high energy, hyperactive energy. You, you just, you command, but besides me saying you're loud, I say you command the room, you know. Did you always have this kind of stuff with you? Personality? Well, your personality, yeah, but just, yeah. Is it always I like that? Like yes, I have to talk myself down. I've always been like that. All my report cards say, Onika would be smarter if she stopped getting out her seat, trying to help people that, don't need help. Like, just stop. Just relax. I believe I'm it. So in my brain, I'm like, no, just go. Just do it. You could do it, girl. You could do it. I got like an inner Jesse Jackson, like how, like, in me, like, you could do it, girl. You could do it. And then until I, you know, until I don't. That's until just- you don't do it. I was going to say until you don't. Yeah. Until but no, that's cool because, again, it, it's, it's, you're different. Mm-hmm. You're different. Like, when you go on the stage and it would be four, what, four guys, five guys <laughs> on the show, and then mm-hmm. here comes Awika. It's a difference, you know. Yeah. Again, that's one of the things I honestly appreciated about about your style because you do demand the attention, the focus, you know. Mm-hmm. That because we could hear you outside in the, in the lobby, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make that sound like something positive. <laughs> no, but when you're four eleven, you know how it is. When you're little, you want you want to make sure people see you. Like even I hear you. Yeah, I get it. But no, it's good. You have a microphone and you're louder. But you know, you're doing your thing, and now you're you know you. I see the pandemic. We know is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible thing in mm-hmm. some senses. But I honestly can say, for me, it's been there's some blessings that have come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I see you as well because it is a, the platform is reaching more people. So how are you using that? Because I know you're good morning, good morning, good morning. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it ain't even morning. And sometimes I'm saying that when I wake up. Good morning, good morning. People, <laughs> I think people are stealing that yeah, across the that. country. I see them saying it. I see them. I'm like, why are you doing it three times? Like, I know it was mine. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all, y'all so crazy. Just stop. Give me my stuff. It's, let me like intellectual property. Let me use it so and so I can gain some traction. Then you want to steal the latest fine. But right now, God, like, just stop. I, I, I swear I see it, but I don't want to start no fires and no trouble. So I don't tell you. I know. I, I listen to the good morning. I say, let us say it one more time. <laughs> no, you know what's so funny? I'm like, because now all I hear is you say it. And I used to, I heard it so much. When I hear somebody else doing it, I'm like, yo, she just stole only good morning. And yeah. she could be across the country or he could be across the country. But that's a good thing, though. Due to, no, it's not. Stop. Just let me have it for a minute. Goodness. Just let me have it for a minute. Let me develop it into something. And then when you want to beat bite, You'll have something to really steal. You should have trademarked it. You should have trademarked it and it got that trademark. <laughs> you cannot do it. And it's gonna be my raspy voice too. So well, you gotta figure it out, you know. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You or good morning, good morning, good morning too. You gotta do something attitude because that's gonna be that's like where's the beef? Yeah. That's like where's the beef. So you got time. A lot of the characters that you develop, a lot of the characters, I know the characters you didn't develop during the pandemic, but mm-hmm. you, de- you you do characters now. Yeah. And have you done is your time during the pandemic causing you to develop those characters, like the latest one that just got out of prison? Yeah, so this is what, that's old dog, but this is what it is. I am, um, I talk to myself all the time. And when I get bored, I or I feel like I don't want to be myself, but I still need to post and still interact with my fan base because I'm trying to grow it. If I don't feel like being me, I get to be somebody else. So just sitting in this house, just trying to like figure out what I want to do and where I want to go with this. I love Tracy Orman. I love the Carol Burnett show. I love all those shows like um, where you get to be different people, you know? And so I was like, well, why can't I do it? So I just started doing it and, and seeing how the, that people loved it and not interact. And so as someone said to me recently, why don't I bring it on the stage? And I was like, no, and it's like, why not? People do that all the time. And I was like, I guess it'll grow. Cause remember I have not been doing comedy as long as a lot of people think. Right. How long? Just tell them how long you've been doing it. My fifth year. Five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, but you know, there are, there are models that do do it that have been doing it on stage. John mm-hmm. Legozamo as a male, but to Tracy Ullman, you, you talked about her. Mm-hmm. You, um, Carol Burnett, who used to do all the characters. Whoopi Goldberg had several characters in, in her yeah. stage. Yeah, so there are those role models or those models, and now that there is no stage, mm-hmm. and you're, because you filmed this, where well, you had the three different people when you wake up in the morning and that yeah. kind of thing. So 
now you can edit these things and film it and, and do them yourself and have your own show now right. before. Like, have you thought about doing your own show now with all the characters you got? Yeah, but somebody would have to film that because that would be a lot, you know, just should I forget? Because sometimes I, when I'm doing one character, I have a voice of another character. I'd be like, no, that's not who I am right now. I am struggling here. Like, I have to, like, get into the character. So breaking it up, you know, I would need some help. Because all that stuff now, I do it myself. Right, right. The me and me, or, you know, all the wigs in the bed, or I do all that stuff myself. So what I was doing before is I would edit on my way to the train to work. So I will shoot it in the morning and then I would edit on, on the train and then I'll post it the next morning. So you're doing all of this on your phone. Yeah. You're doing it on your phone. See, I, but see, I said that because there were, I learned, you know, before mm -hmm. the pandemic, I wasn't doing a lot of editing. You know, I just mm -hmm. came off of doing a movie and somebody was doing that for me. But mm -hmm. the pandemic, I got a little upset with certain things going on. Like I got to learn to do this myself, right. put through myself into it. And why you you know I shot my first music video. I got these crazy things called the house, the house two, the hospital. But 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 it's going to make you obviously better when this thing is over because you'll be able to edit, produce, direct, all these little things. So that's cool. So you got your characters, and now you are performing a lot during the pandemic. You are doing shows. Yeah, a lot. I'm gonna be at Tampa this weekend. I'm going to be in Kansas City in and in Atlanta at the end of the month. And then I have a lot of Zoom stuff. Uh, shout out to Jamie Roberts and Talent and everybody else that's booking me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think I think people are, are realizing that I'm here now because people that are reaching out to me, they wasn't reaching out to me before. Well, maybe just because they figure I don't care because I'm, I'm still right. going to <laughs> 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 but I do care. I do care, but I am an extrovert and I need energy of people. Like I would be thoroughly depressed if I didn't have it. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, listen, that's the whole part of the game. That's how it works. You know, you have to make yourself relevant because mm -hmm. people are going to notice after a while, if you, if you're just doing it and you ain't lighting fire to nothing, it's just right. going to be like, Oh, well, whatever. But as soon as you start getting in people's face and they go, yo, who's that? Every night I hear she's here now, or she, he's a regular, or this dude is sick. You know what I mean? So this is a great time, even though it's taken away from some things, it's a great time for, for us to be able to reinvent ourselves. And, uh, and you know what? I'm getting uh, a lot of mentors, you, talent, Mark. Like, it's a whole bunch of people that are taking a liking to me and really giving me some good advice. Like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that right now. And so I didn't have that before. And I thought that maybe because I talk a lot and I talk real fast, people just figure she knows, but I don't. I'm very new to uh, the comedy scene as it relates to the business side of it. So I don't have a manager yet. And I don't have an agent yet and all those different things. But a lot of people are like, what you need to do is X and you need to shoot Y and you need to use this and post these times and build your YouTube and all the things that I could have been doing this whole time, but nobody really told me that's what I needed to do. Yeah. Well, you're five, you're five years in. I think mm -hmm. you've got a nice, you know, a nice foundation uh, for being five years in and doing it, and doing it here in New York. Yeah. But also I was a motivational speaker for a long time. So it's not like I am new to uh, performing. I'm just new to making people laugh intentionally. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely know you can talk because I've watched the yes, show. <laughs> I've watched the show. Matter of fact, been there enough is enough. SC twenty twenty. Matter of fact, here's a clip. No, I wish I had a clip, but I don't have a clip of no, a I mute. Learned my lesson from the last show. What? I didn't meet you the last show. No, I learned my lesson from. Oh, I, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I remember what I you was said. Like, yes. Oh, is this what y'all go through? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly what we go through. I said, oh, okay. Okay, I won't even reveal that. But yeah, you told me about that. Right. So, like, what is what is a, what is something that you really appreciate about the game now? What do you, what is something you appreciate and some things that you don't appreciate about about the whole game? What you know, what you've learned. I appreciate. What I appreciate about comedy. Well, the honesty of it, right? Those that really tell their truth, no matter the, so it's the honesty and the boldness. I appreciate it because oftentimes you listen to someone's joke and you're like, goodness, that's a lot, you know, and they say it and they, and they make light of it because they're healing themselves. And that's dope because it's the vulnerability. So right. Honesty, right. the truth, and the vulnerability of comedy average. All right. What about something that you don't appreciate about it on any on any level? You can bring it in. What it, what don't you appreciate? The lack of transparency. Like uh, oftentimes people uh, want you to just figure stuff out on your own, and you know the information. Like you, I, we're not in a competition. We're kind of like a family. Everybody's comedy brother, comedy sister. I just feel like the information should be um, uh, given out more as it relates to comedians. Because what happens is when we don't tell each other what's going on and what's the low, and everybody keeps falling into the same pits. And why? As a community, we need to be rising up. And even and what happens is if you're not letting your sister know, or you're not letting your brother know what time it is on certain situations, they're gonna go and get uh taken advantage of. And it's like, why? Why why? Because that just keeps us down as comedians. Yeah, well, it's what you said in the beginning of your statement, but it is it is a competition. Mm-hmm. In, deep inside every one of us, there's some some of us, it's a friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Some people are really competing because they don't want you to get ahead or get mm-hmm. the gig that they might get. You know, they might get. I remember coming through it myself when I was paying my dues. And then I finally heard that someone said, yo, they don't want you on the show. And I don't consider my I'm a very humble dude, mm-hmm. you know, but it was said that, oh, they feel threatened by yeah. your funny. You right. know, you're different in this. And I'm like, wow, really? But we we, we are both we all out there trying to make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? So you know you've heard the stories about some headliners don't put or they only put certain openers on the show because they're not as fired, right. you know, as them. So that continues to go on, which is which is crazy. If you had the magic wand, what else? Give me one other thing you would change about the game. You could just stop it. Where would I stop about comedy? Uh, the poverty rhetoric, right? It's like if you are not destitute. It's kind of like you're showing off or no, like why, why artistry period? Why do you have to be a starving artist? Damn. Like I struggled before in life. Like I paid my dues, maybe not in comedy, but I was married to a bitch ass nigga for a long time. Like I had some stuff. It's not like I had a charm life. So maybe that part, can I just, you know, let's just, let's just say that I did my dues over here and let's just, you know, that I don't like that. I don't like that because 
just I, I meditate in that kind of thing. And when you start talking like that, you bring that to your experience. When you say, I don't have, I don't have insurance and I, you, I guess you, you know, you got a car, like what? You got insurance. You went to the dentist. Going to the dentist is not a luxury, sir. Like what? Like that, like that, that rhetoric. I don't like that. I don't like that because it makes it makes us have a, um, uh, fall victim to savior mentality. So everybody's looking for somebody to help save them. The big record company come and save the day. No, right. you can work and do comedy. You can get a job while you doing comedy. You could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just people. So, you know, again, that tells a lot about that person, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mentality that they have. And some people have that go get it. I'm going to do what I have to do before, while I get this mentality. Some mm-hmm. people are like, I want, I'm just going to let, th- I'm going to wait for this. I'm going right. to wait for this game, this comedy thing to pop off. I'm not going to do anything else, but yet you're, you know, you're out there struggling, but now you blame the game. Right. And, you know, and the whole life. Right. So then that's the other part. You see certain comedians and you're like, you would have been a great talent manager. You would have been a you. You so good at X Y Z. Sometimes it's not just standing on the stage. Sometimes you're a comedian so that you have the knowledge so that you can do the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so now that, that we got you know everything that's going on, <clears throat> you've progressed up some levels, and mm-hmm. we're in the pandemic. We're still in it. Uh, mm-hmm. First question: Are you going to take the vaccine? I don't want to. I just wear my mask because they're saying you still got to wear a mask. They're saying that it may not prevent you from getting it. It's all these little things. And I don't know. I just, it just, uh, it scared me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe, like, I remember when this first was happening. It was like in China, 200 people got it, 400 people, 600 people. It was like, like every day you would hear on CS, NBC how many more people had it and, and you just feel like it's something that's so far off it's not going to touch us right. and then mom, they was like y'all too and I was like us too what you mean us too and then it's like go home what you mean go home like <laughs> did I raise uh-uh, I'm not going there I am not going there then it just creep up and it seemed like it just every day it was coming closer and closer and closer and now boom look at where now we're taking vaccines I got friends that have taken it already uh, because they work in the medical field. And I watch and I talk to them about what they feel. They took the first one. Now they got to get a second round or another dose. And we talked about this on the other show. Like, I don't know when the last time I took the flu shot. So I'm not even, you know, think considering something that they just got put together, you know. I, I used to take the flu shot. When's the last time you remember taking the flu shot? Uh, last year. Oh, you took it last year. You still take it. No, no, no. 2000. So 2019 was a wash, right? Yeah. 2018. That's so crazy. That's a whole year. Can you imagine we've been in the house for a year? Yeah. Yeah. I almost forgot having a conversation earlier today about Mm -hmm. it. And it moved. It went so quick. That's what I was going to. That's what I was getting to. You know, now we, you know, we're we're in 2021 and you've seen yourself do some things and still do so much progression in 2020. Mm hmm. Because we're about to take a break in a couple of minutes. Where do you see yourself? I don't know. Now, like you have planned. We, we've had a year to plan stuff now. This ain't a dream. So right. you, you have to plan about. So you're continuing to doing shows. Where do you see what you want to do? the next? I want, I want more television work. 
I want to do a, a feature film. I've written a, a film. It's called Forefathers. And so now I'm working on a sitcom and some spec scripts and that kind of thing. But I want to be on television. I want my characters on television. I want my stand up on television. I feel my perspective is different. I don't really hear women talk about the stuff that I talk about, except my vagina. You know, if I talk about my vagina. But please don't make me do no extra editing in this show. Okay. Because you already said one thing I got to edit. So please be, please be easy. But I don't really hear my perspective. Uh, as it relates to motherhood, as it relates to my life. Like, I'm not saying that people haven't come from the hood and haven't pulled themselves by, up by their bootstraps right. and, and the things that I've done. I'm not saying that. But my take on it, I have not heard it. So I feel like the world needs to hear Onika McLean. Okay. Well, uh, now I want to, I got to be honest with you and transparent. I, I kind of fell backwards a second ago when you said you want you haven't been in a feature film. You want to be in a feature film. I, I could have sworn that I remember you doing a feature film somewhere more, not too more, long. More feature films. Okay. Because you kept on taking my lines away. Like, first of all, you gave me all these good lines and then you was like, just stand there. Word? How you want me to stand <laughs> No, you just wanted to get a gun and shoot people, and that wasn't the character, what I told you from the beginning. And then I don't even want to tell people what happens to your character, but you could you didn't you blame me for you not doing that properly. Well, first of all, <laughs> you kept making me throw myself down on the hard concrete floor. I don't think that. Yeah, that it's was a movie fight. business. It's acting. Sure. You gotta, you gotta sure. sacrifice. You have, you have a, you could you have bought one? You, yes, no, like, black, short women that you could have got to fall on the floor that not as cute as me. So that because I didn't want to mess my face up, I kept on saying, I'm not gonna break my teeth for this movie. I am not breaking my teeth for this movie. Like, do I'm not you, Do you understand the budget we had? I'm, I'm lucky I could be in the film. All we I had no budget. You wanted me to throw myself down, like. I wanted you to fall. But these, I, I look young, Sean. I'm not. That ain't got nothing to do with you getting what you I got in the movie. I had on high heel shoes. You had me running like if I was black woman. <laughs> Who like, told you to wear that though? Why you keep blaming me? I didn't tell you what to wear on your I'm feet. Four eleven. If I don't wear heels, I look like an eight year old child. So who fault is that? Again, this goes back to your parents who don't like me anyway. Your mom who don't care about me. My mom is a short dark skin dude, so that's why I'm short and dark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we gonna you got more for Nika. Don't go nowhere because I'm gonna put you on the love seat. The love zone is coming up next. Okay. And we're gonna find out about the love thing. She already said she's single, so we're gonna find out what's going on with more. The very funny comedian Onika McLean on After Dark with Sean Kennedy. Stay right there. Paul? Yeah, Angel. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. I love you. Do you love me?
What's your definition of love? back we're back welcome back to after dark with Cheryl Cornelius and my special guest Onika McLean the very funny talented lady still sitting there waiting very good I see you smiling you like that oh, I, I love that <laughs> all right cool that's a transition and into this mood that we're about to get in now don't get nervous sit, okay, get yourself me, together I need a drink yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna put you on the love seat the romantic funny man's love seat inside the love zone for this next uh segment of the show. Okay. Very, simple, very basic. Uh, we're going to get a little bit to know a little bit more about you and your romantic side. Okay, cool. First question. Ready? Mm -hmm. What is your definition of love? Oh, wow. Love is the even exchange of two energies. <laughs> okay. You see me leaning over. That's look at that. <laughs> okay, good, good, good oh, response. Oh. Now, there's a second part to it, though. Mm -hmm. Why is that important to you? Because that's the thing that's transferable energy. Um, the way you interact, the way you move through life, you can say nothing. You can come into a room and people can feel your energy. And when you have a loving affections towards someone and it's, and it's uh, exchanged. It's electric. It is really something that um, you can't buy, you can't sell, and you can't uh, lie about. Mm. All right, cool. What is your definition of romance and why is that important to you? Well, I'm a Libra, so uh, romance is very important to me. I, I love all the grandioso things. It just makes me feel like a princess. And even though I seem really aggressive, uh, I can just turn real soft and pink when, uh, you know, romance dinners, flowers, candy, a mail bag. What? You know, like very romantic, Sean. Yeah, you, you listen. I'm just saying your descriptions just be easy. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if that's the case, which was a very good answer, on a scale of one to ten, where do you put yourself in with romance as a romantic? As a romantic person, yes. Oh, I'm like an eight. You're an eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm very caring. Say very caring. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now give us an example that you can give us that would put you at an eight, something you've done in your past as that would be considered a number eight on the romantic scale. Romantic. Jesus Christ. You know I can still hear you. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm saying to myself, what that's so romantic? I have um Dang, what have I done that was romantic? 
You're eight and you can't just, you can't remember what you've done? No, like, I mean, because I could say something like, you know, I ran a bubble bath and gave massages and joint massages and stuff like that. I've done stuff like that. But I am way more uh, creative than what I'm thinking. So I know that I've done something amazing. Oh, oh, a surprise trip to the Bahamas. You you gave a, someone a surprise trip to Bahamas. Mm -hmm. That's romantic. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That works. All right, that works. So mm -hmm. let's let's kind of jump off a little bit. Okay. If you could have the ultimate romantic dinner with anybody, anybody, you know, who would it be? Romantic dinner with anyone. It would be with R. Kelly because sometimes I want somebody. Never mind. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's me. <laughs> I knew that wasn't a real answer, but I was hoping you didn't go into why. <laughs> okay, give us the real answer then. A romantic dinner, like a star, a celebrity, or who you mean? Anybody, anybody. You could have a you can just right now you could have yeah anybody my daughters my daughters and my dad all right that's a safe one mm -hmm. that's because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings out i got you that's cool no worries <laughs> All right, so we've talked about this periodically, which you may not even know we've talked about it. So give me three things that attract you to a man that are turn-ons. Oh, nice. Um, decisiveness. Um, a nice smile. And a quick wit. Okay. Okay, now let's go to the other side. Three things that are turn-offs. And you said these things on, on you know on the platform. Three things that turn you off about men. Um indecisiveness, cheap. Ooh, I hate a cheap man. Ooh, ooh, it just burns me. And um and womanizer, like men that just can't control themselves. I just like uh like the steadiness, like the steady hand of a man. I don't like men. It's like, like it's just like it's just like a little dog. I don't like that. I just like for them to just be cool, just be chill. Okay, all right. Let's slide off of it for a second. Tell me five things that are beautiful to you in the world. Oh, uh, the color purple. Uh, Hydrangeas, bluebirds, um, laughter, and in uh, the ocean. Okay, a few of those could be romantic and loving. Sean, Sean is like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the show again and go. We booked the wrong guest. <laughs> Because this ain't the same one I got to mute on Monday night. <laughs> Beautiful things. I know people have layers. I know you have layers to you. So uh, we have personas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. I got you. And I also know that women have several different people inside of them. There's five. A, I got five. One day I know they got I know their names. I took out of before they came out. I know. That's the five you know. I, I hate when women put a number on it and go, I only got two. I only got five. There's about ten thousand more. So no, no, five that be vocal. Okay, five vocal ones. All right, cool. Got that. Okay, cool. All right. Here's the one that you might have to think about for a second. Respect, honesty, and trust are three things that are very important in a relationship. Right now, tonight for this show, I'm going to allow you to take one of those away and still have a successful relationship. Which one are you getting rid of? You said respect, honesty, and, and trust. trust. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how you can get rid of any of them because one will lack if they don't have the other. They all kind of are intertwined. So you can't get rid of respect. No, you can't get rid of trust. And honestly, so I guess trust. Trust. Okay. If somebody's honest, you ain't got to trust them. <laughs> Whatever your answer is, it's cool with me. <laughs> Because remember, you'll still have a successful relationship tonight. Don't try to do that tomorrow when it ain't on the show. So, okay. All right. You got a genie. You're walking down the street. You kick a bottle over. And out comes the romantic, funny man, Sean Canadian's genie. He's on a budget. He don't have three wishes. He only can give you one. But it has to include love. What are you going to wish for? Love. Long after. Okay. The long-lasting romantic love, something I could just lean on like a shoulder. Okay. I see how that's making you feel because I see you smiling. This is where the little girl is coming out on the female, that soft person. Sure. Don't worry. She's saying a lot. <laughs> she put, she's putting too much out there for you. Huh? <laughs> I ain't supposed to be looking this soft. All right. Okay, here we go. Give advice to the women out there about dating men today. Soften up. Soften up. We are so busy being superheroes to the whole world. The black woman, the woman, the woman, the woman. We so, and white women get this down. That's how I love my white girlfriends. Black women, we so um, hell-bent on this strong black, this strong, 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 strong. It's like we've become uh, a counterpart, a dude to these guys and you just got to soften up. Like you got to allow the seductress that's inside of you to take over and just allow some things in. And people will take care of you if you just allow them to do it. So okay. that's why that's why we be going to Dubai with each other and taking our grandkids on vacation because nobody want to deal with us because we're too rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Flip the mode, switch it for a second and give the men some advice that are watching that might be single, that can't get it together and want to date? What would you tell them about dating women? I think that men should stop competing, right? Even if she doesn't need it, do it. Even if she 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 acts like she doesn't want it, try it. Do the do the do the open of the doors, do the send writing the notes and, and sending the questions. Do old school dating. People love that. Like, just do it. That's that's the other part of it. It's kind of like I feel oftentimes men um, see women now 
as competition. And so just assert your strength. Like it's a reason why we're different. It's there's male energy and there's female energy and they complement each other. But once you start transposing those powers and you don't know who you are in your own manhood, then you'll be easily shaken. And then she gets to kind of run amok. And I'm not saying you need to be domineering, but I feel like you need to lead. Uh, you just need to lead. Okay. <clears throat> you said something that, that inspired the next question. It wasn't on my list. Um, you talk about chivalry um, mm -hmm. and you talk about a man should open doors and do these kind of things. Do you feel that women should also take the lead on some level of showing a man how she appreciates him? I'm not saying you got to go out there and open doors and throw your coat down, but I'm saying in general, because I've had conversations with some women who said they're not, they, their man needs to do all of that. Yeah. I think that that's nice, but I think that you care for each other differently, right? Relationships are, I can totally do these things for myself and you can do those things for yourself, but we allow each other to do those things for one another, right? So I don't want to open any doors or whatever, but I'll send you a note. I'll send um, lunch. I'll, you know, maybe we'll get a massage. Let's get a pedicure. You know, you do, you do the things to show the person that you care for them. And that's how you show appreciation. You don't have to just, you know, do the same thing. That don't make sense. I don't want to open no doors and I don't want to take out the garbage and I'm not. But I will do the sweet little things because the softer you make me feel, the softer I'm going to be. And then the more, women are nurturing by nature. So we're going to care for you. <clears throat> OK, so let's jump a little deeper into it. And, and, you know, everybody's opinion is their opinion. I know people online or watching will throw some things out there on whatever level. Mm -hmm. um, when dating. Right. Mm -hmm. I think if I ask you out on a date, say it's a first date on whatever level. I'm the, I'm the dude. I asked you out. I'm going to take care of what I need to take care of. If you offer to do the tip, I'll still say no, because this is my thing. Mm. Um, when you're dating, do you feel like a woman should pay for dinner or take ask a man out and take a man out? I really don't like paying for stuff. Like I don't, I would rather like gift you things, but if I'm out, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of those women that, that won't like, like, I don't like that being an issue. So if I pay, I just pay, but I don't truly like it. And and I guess it's just my dad inside of me. Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be doing that. So, and he has an old school mentality, but uh, yeah, I would rather just gift you things. You know? Yeah. And, and just know that I'm just, <clears throat> I'm asking because in conversations, in certain conversations, I think if you're dating someone, it's there's nothing wrong with that because I like a woman to show me that I'm valuable to her. I like a woman to show me that I'm an investment to her as well. And I'm not saying you got to pay for everything, but me personally, I'm looking for a partner. Right. And I don't want to wait till you. I have to propose to you to show me that you're a partner or we're married. To show me well, that I don't think that you have to pay for stuff to show that you're a partner. You don't have to pay for dinners and stuff like that to show that you're a partner. But to <clears> me, if you, it depends on who you're dealing with, right? Because some men, if you, and I've dated men like that, if you even try to pay for stuff, they pissed off. They feel like you're emasculating them. Right, right. So, you know. I'm, I'm just showing it shows an equal because let's jump forward. Let's go forward and say you are married. 
and mm-hmm. say your male partner loses his job or your male partner doesn't have the job or whatever. It, again, just paying for the dinner, I'm saying, doesn't mean all that, but it just shows that you're willing to do, you yeah. know, partners, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. Again, I'm, I'm so old school, but I just don't feel like when I hear somebody go, I'm not doing it because the man is supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it. But a lot of times um, those women be single that be saying stuff like that. Right. So because it's not a really supposed it depends on the dude you're dealing with. Right. Everybody is not the same. And some people feel love differently. Like there's love languages. Some people need to feel just a human touch. They need words of affirmation. Some people need right. gifts. It just right. depends on what you what makes you feel love. Like I love gifts. Like I love gifts. I love words of affirmation, of course. And uh, and 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 I don't really like that much time together. Like we can hang out and I love like dating and dancing and that and having time with each other. But just like just sitting around, I, I feel like I have so much stuff going on in my life that I would rather like meditate a little bit or take some time for myself. Well, you're supposed to have you're supposed to have time for yourself, but then I guess obviously too, you're supposed to make time for especially if you have a significant exclusive other. Mm-hmm. So do you is that something now that your your attitude is, or have you always been that way? Because I think as we continue to, to grow and go through these times, you know, you get older, you start thinking differently. So what do you mean? Um, I mean Is that always been an attitude of yours? Like, I just need my space type deal. I'm doing so much because at no. one point you wasn't doing so much, you know, with your with your business and your comedy stuff now that your career. No, but I always was because uh, like I went to college uh, while I was still working a full time job and a, and and a mom. So I've all and my job is nine to nine. It's always like on. So I've always been too busy, but uh, just quite recently, maybe in the last three years, I've really started valuing my time alone because before I'm so social, I would always be with people. And if I wasn't with them, I was on the phone calling, talking, somebody talked to me. And now in the past like three years, I've really started to appreciate my time alone and I wasn't like that before. So it's really new for me. So now I'm like, oh, I'm journaling. I get to hear from God in a way that you can't when, you, when, when you're um, entertaining people because I'm, um, I'm always mindful of someone's experience. So I'm always thinking, what are they thinking? Are they okay? You know, so when, when you're that kind of person, I'm considerate. So when you're that kind of person, Oftentimes you need to just be alone for a little bit. Right. <clears throat> right. So it's something as you've as you've grown and time has passed that you've developed more in the mental. All right, cool. I'm gonna have you do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flop in reverse right now. I want you to take one minute mm-hmm. and give a positive message, a closing positive message to the people watching so then they can take to bed with them. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna finish out the interview with my favorite game of the show called Favorites. All right. So take take a minute now and give your positive message. Okay. You can never love anyone more than you love yourself. And so when you think about self-love, people say, you know, self-love or buy myself things and that kind of stuff. But self-love is time. 
is consideration, is being able to say no softly, not even taking offense to it, really being concerned about your health and your well-being and your mental state and your connection, like trying to open up your chakras to really become the highest self you can be. Like that's self-love. And once you start falling in love with yourself intimately, your life starts. Okay. All right. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna add no fuel to that fire. I appreciate that conversation. No, I was gonna be here acting like a crazy fool. I know it's all wonderful. It's good. All right. So this is this is uh to get a little bit more to know a little bit more about you. It used to be called favorite sevens, but sometimes I just go over seven. So I'm just gonna call it favorite sevens for the night, but it's favorites. I'm gonna ask you to shout out a few things, tell me your favorites, and then we'll close take you off the love seat and you'll be out of here, right? Okay. All right, here we go. Favorite food? Lobster. Favorite all-time song? Uh, Anita Baker, uh, Same uh, Same Old Love. That's what it's mm -hmm. called? Mm -hmm. Same Old Love. All right. Favorite movie all-time? Color Purple. Oh, I thought you like. Did you say when you said color purple before? Did you mean the actual color purple or the movie? When I said five you things, room, you see this room I'm in. The yeah. color purple and the color purple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, favorite book you've ever read? Um. Um. No matter where you go, there you are. Author? Uh, is uh, I, I can't. Okay, I, I wanted to know for real because so it's, it it's a it's a it's a book about meditation and it's about um people running around trying to get away from themselves, but you always show up, so you might as well deal with you. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Your favorite comedian or comedian? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, uh, I love Ellen, and she only has like three stand ups, and then Wanda Sykes, I guess, and then all the rest of them. But I just love the way they write. All right, favorite all time vacation spot. Oh, wow, let me tell you. So it's this little town called Toledo outside of Madrid. And it, I know, I know, Sean, you thought you knew me. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> you thought you knew me. It's this little town uh, outside of Madrid, and it's uh, called Toledo. And it looks like the Game of Thrones, like they have the um, the the brick, what do you call it? The shield of the town. Like, okay. what do you call it? You know how the Game of Thrones is. They have that. Uh, whatever it is. I can't think. Yeah, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. So, it is a it's it's a warring town, right? So the the history there is ridiculous. They have like weaponry from the 15th centuries. They had the Moors there, and then when the when the Asian people came, just amazing, just okay. like so amazing. And then my second, I'm sorry, uh, is in Barcelona, 
It's this place called the Maserat, and it's an mm -hmm. old monastery up in the mountains. You, it's like an hour and a half train ride up in the mountains of Barcelona. And it has the Black Madonna, which is the Black um, um, Jesus' mother. Mm -hmm. in, in Spain and places like that, Jesus is this Black. They don't have it like they do in America. So right. just to see the, majest the majesty of it is amazing. Those places are my favorite places. All right. Um, favorite all-time TV show? The Cosby Show. Favorite time of the day for lovemaking? Um, before edible or after? No, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Before yeah. and after. Well, that's the thing. My kids live here, and they never leaving, so I don't know. Um, okay, let's say your kids wasn't there, and you had the situation. Hypothetically, what's your favorite? I think you can remember. I think, I think that uh, day sex is probably the best sex. Just like laying around and then just having sex, like in the middle of the day. It's, it's good, but you have to kind of like turn off the light. Uh, this really, this really wasn't. It doesn't need that much description at oh. all. It just needs to turn off the lights and close. You know, you know, you do this on the other show too. You get, you go really good to like two or three minutes before the end of the show, and then you just ruin it. You just ruin the whole thing. Now we got one minute, and now I gotta edit some more. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Okay. <laughs> that ain't working. <laughs> Wait, let me give you a close-up. Go ahead and do it again. <laughs> Did you ever give me a time? Give me a time of the day. <laughs> Midday. Midday. <laughs> okay. Oh, mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. All right. With, with, with that answer, thank goodness. <laughs> now, you are now off the love seat, the romantic 40 man's love seat. Hey, Onika, you know I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I hope you guys have fun. <laughs> we always have a good time, but this is all right. I got to get off here and edit. So I ain't kidding. But well, I, wanna, I didn't do that badly. Though. No, you did fine. It was it was awesome. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But if I would have let you go, you would have. You would have. You know yourself. You was really good. You was really good for this little thing here. That's because so, I'm sleepy. Because you're sleepy? I need to catch you sleepy mm -hmm. every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in and supporting and watching. Thank you over on social media. Uh, again, make sure you get out there and support Onika McLean. Her Facebook is on the screen and you guys can find her on Facebook and Instagram with the same. Uh, mm -hmm. Onika McLean, please check her out, follow her. And um, thank you again so much, Onika. And uh, as I always say to you guys when I'm parting, please go with God in your heart. Have a peace of mind. Have a wonderful, wonderful tomorrow. And please, you know what's happening out there. I don't care what you call it. Please be safe. Wear your mask. Yeah. Uh, wash your hands. Social distance. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for me. Do it for Onika. Let's take care of each other and look out for each other. So from Lula May and Cornelius, his baby boy, I'm Sean Cornelius saying good night. God bless you. And I'll catch you around the corner on the next episode of After Dark with Sean Cornelius. Continue blessings, Onika. Peace out. Yeah.